Alright, today we have uh, Alfred Juan Anthony, COO of Cycle State Asia, dot Asia and Tr- Chandrasekhar Jia Singh, CEO of Cycle State uh, dot Asia. And today we're talking about um, getting kids involved more in esports, basically. And it's it's actually a booming industry. And I wish that I was a kid now because back then my mom and dad used to say, uh, you, you'll go nowhere playing video games and <laughs> stuff like that, right? So... Let's just jump straight into it, uh, Alfred and uh, Sager. A lot of uh, parents tend to think of esports and gaming in general as a waste of time, even in this uh, day and age. So, how can it be a lucrative career? Okay, so I think we are in the same phase as we were in probably in the 80s or 90s where parents used to tell kids that you have no career playing football. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. so I grew up in a time where my father said that, you know, you got to go and get a degree. you got to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer. Typical Indian family, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, same same, same thing now. Different game, different application. Uh, kids are no longer outside playing a lot of football or badminton. They are a lot more in their house, in their couches, playing games. Either FIFA, Counter-Strike, Mobile Legends, PUBG. So uh, parents think that they are just sitting and gaming and there's no future. But there are a lot of kids in Malaysia who have earned millions of ringgit uh, gaming, either by streaming or playing competitively. Mm. Yeah. So there is a future in this. It can be a lucrative career, Sigur. Yes. <laughs> just, just because it's not about mainly playing you know, a game. You have you know, casting streaming you you have a whole wide range of these things events gaming you know events so when you look at it from a what's it value chain now it actually becomes an industry it becomes a sport so yes right it's definitely a future now so so we we know for fat now it's not like back in the day where you're playing snake on your phone right? <laughs> so that, that's a whole other level of things here so it's not just about playing a game what traits must we as parents look out for when deciding whether to allow our, our child to participate in esports right so one of the few key ones is how is your child able to balance life and also you know gaming right i think that uh, balance is key um, and having the kid being able to have that discipline, that, you know, concentration, because you still need to go to school, you still need to do your homework, but that trait of being able to balance, the trait of being able to make good, you know, decisions, right? that's key. That's something you've got to look at. And then you have all the other, you know, physical stuff, being able to be healthy, being able to, you know, concentrate. I think these are some of the traits that tend to come up. Yeah. yeah. So I think parents have a very significant role to play. Uh, it's not like uh, you can send them to a football field and then you train and then you leave them and come back. No. You have to journey with them. you got to sit down with them and watch them, watch streamers play and then understand what are the type of communications that go on in the chat. So kids have to be... So what uh, we think should be best is besides just learning how to game and strategy they also need to learn uh, values and principles in terms of how do you communicate how do you build mm. teamwork and, and stuff like that so the value and principles actually make the player a better one because it's not just playing it's yeah. like a sport right now Yeah, and if you want to play a sport you have to commit correct right yeah 
So that's that, you know, interesting thing. Parents see the kid staring into a screen, <laughs> pressing a few buttons or, you know, a joystick, is, if that's even a thing now, right? That's all parents see. They go like, why isn't my kid talking to other people like, you know, any other normal kid? But again, the kids are still communicating. It's just that they are talking through a headphone and a, you know, microphone to someone else that's seated across right. the world. So all of these things are still happening. It's just the platform has changed. But to the eyes of the parent, my kid is still looking at the screen and pressing a few buttons. So the parents also need to change in a way. The parents need to change the mindset. They have a huge role to play if Malaysia wants to make an e-sport champion. Because it comes all the way from the top to the bottom. So if the parents actually encourage the child and say, hey, you spend two hours doing your homework, and then you spend two hours training, then you go outside and get some exercise done. And, uh, you know, if you're gaming all the time, you probably have some eye and, you know, eye coordination. Yeah. You need to improve, uh, take care of your eyesight, you need to take care of your hands, your wrists, your fingers. So there's a lot of stretching, a lot of exercise to do. Is also diet. You know, are you eating just junk food sitting on the couch? Yeah. Or are you eating healthily and living healthily? So it's it's like a full athlete process. Right. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, like we used to play Tekken in the arcade. And yeah, yeah. And you yeah. go back. No, it's not like exactly. that. Exactly. I was just about to get to that. Because yeah. if you think about it, there are differences between casual gamers mm-hmm. who think they are pros. And it, I suppose it's the same as so those guys who play futsal uh, all the time. But they don't take care of their diet. But then yeah. they think that they can be Lionel Messi. In yeah. Way, right? But there's also something to think about when it comes to studying and having a good education. Because you, you guys mentioned that. Because education, whatever it, whatever it is, it is a must for our children. So how can we ensure that our child, our children, gets the best of both worlds? So gaming and studying. You mentioned maybe two hours, this and that. But how do you guys do it? In our boot camps, uh, we run a ESL certified boot camps. Uh, how we do it is, uh, it starts off with gaming and strategy. The coach first understand what the child does when he games, how he reacts, and how he emotionally behaves. Uh, after the the gaming part, then we have the soft skills part. So the soft skills is our unique proposition to the market, where we uh, teach them how to communicate. We teach them that it's not right to bully. Uh, your friends or your competitors online teamwork and we instill values and principles so values and principles uh, will define the kid from the inside out rather than with fear and punishment how most parents do from the outside in mm. so that's the difference in terms of how we actually uh, mold the child and and also there are certain values certain traits and competencies that you know gaming and and uh, schooling studying has actually in you know common so if we help a kid understand how they can transfer skills from gaming into studying studying into gaming then i think you'll be able to bridge both because if you take for example when i was a kid i used to you know drum so i would always drum when i'm studying and it, my mom would go like, is this guy playing music or is this guy studying but my book is open right. my hands are moving occasionally i reach out for the guitar <laughs> But if if they were able then to help me relate both of that together, because it takes immense concentration to game, how can we teach our kids now to apply that concentration into studying? Because, you know, gaming requires you to what's that, remember keystrokes, remember strategy, remember all of that. 
how can we apply that into studying now and how can we get you know the skills over on this side studying being applied into the gaming part structure and things like that so i find if you know parents are able to be curious enough to just spend a few minutes with the child watching what the child is gaming just trying to understand what's going on hey you know what are you doing there why are you shooting this just trying to get into that space i think then you kind of get the right to influence them on hey how do you apply this into your studies now yeah. i think that conversation needs to happen and that's what we try to do in our boot camps i think also the worry is that a lot of parents have seen how it was before where kids would spend uh endless amounts of time playing and then um they don't study and then that goes to the, the education mm. the the certificates or whatever that you're supposed to get in school that goes to that goes nowhere yeah. they always constantly worry so when when you organize boot camps do the parents ever come up to you and say um how long will they be playing what's the, what's the schedule like they need to go for tuition and stuff like this yeah so we actually pre-plan the entire boot camp we have a, a structure and a timetable so you game and then you do some soft skills and then you take a break uh we try to minimize to about 20 minutes to half an hour screen time for the child because more than that is not good for the eyes mm. and the, and their lifestyle and then we take a break then we do some uh burpees we do some squats we do some exercise we try to get them physically active as well because it's all part of the component if you're not mentally fit you cannot game right yeah so you need to be physically and mentally fit to be able to game at a very high level so it's all in in the process yeah but there's definitely and you know elephant that we need to put in the room that gaming has a bad reputation yes. from yesteryears yeah uh are we trying to break it i think it'd be futile to break that notion but what we are trying to do is show a new way of doing things a new way of gaming um so it's almost a generation of gamers that has passed in fact two or three generations have passed and now what do we do with the young generation that we have so our starting point are kids from like 9 10 years old upwards where we now get to wire it <laughs> from the word go uh but yes uh It, it, it there is a lot of effort that needs to be done in order to legitimize this whole gaming you know industry because that stigma of cyber you know cafes is still there license not license why are cyber cafes so dark it's all of that right it's, it's yeah that that's a hard one to break so we decided to let's just start a new movement instead because you're right about a stigma the image that a lot of parents would get in your mind is this a kid who hasn't showered for a few days yeah. sitting in front of a computer <laughs> uh he's got he's got a pile of soft drink uh, cans next to him and he's he's eating nothing but but junk food yeah. right how do you how do you change that and that is true unfortunately at some point of time that was true <laughs> right and i think changing that would require for parents to start getting curious i think that would be the number one trait to say to say my kids are never going to get into it um that's a risk because <laughs> you know when they when they go to school they're going to spend 6 7 hours with their friends mm. so although my dad bought a computer for us when we were young 
I still distinctly remembering my parents trying to convince the guy that came to install the computer. How can you remove the pre-installed games? And they were like, <laughs> "What minefield?" And those yeah. Apple games. I'm like, you know. Um, so I started gaming in that sense, playing playing you know Sonic and stuff like that at my friend's house, Ram, and 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 it was at his house that we started playing stuff like this. So the kids. Are probably going to get into it at some point or another because their friends are into it. Yeah, you know. Um, so what? So what do you do? Do you do you try to fight it? Do you try to control it? Or yeah. do you try to now influence it? Yeah, because I think what what is really um, on parents' minds is trying to find that balance because studies is still important. So based on your experience, how important is an education versus? training to play a game. I mean, what should the balance be? Because if you think about it, there have been a lot of successful, unfortunately, a lot of successful professional sportsmen in other sports who uh, gave up on studies and then they became very successful. Sometimes people see that and say, hey, I can do that. But that's maybe 1% or maybe 0.1% of the people who try. So it's an important thing. How should How should that balance be? So before I answer that one, right? So I'm just going to just add on to some of the things Sergio right. was saying earlier. That you see, uh, if you send your kids to the football field near your house to play football in the evenings, there are also a lot of bad heads there, mm. sitting, smoking or drinking and doing stuff like that. You still send your kids to play football. You still send your kids to go and play badminton in a in a park far away from your house, and you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. So likewise, if you send them to the cyber cafe, there's also a risk. Right. So, but to minimize those risks, you have schools and and organizations like us that want to create a safe space, right, where there is a gap in our esports industry, a safe space for kids to come and learn how to game, how to train, and how to be better individuals. So that's what we are trying to advocate. Rather than sending you to a cyber cafe, which is not bad, but you do not know who's going to appear, mm. you send them to us. And then we ensure a safe space and an environment for them to grow in. So you wanna, so it's a training center more so than a, a lepak space, in yes. a way. Yes. Yeah, you lepak, you hang out with good guys, you know, some bad guys. You learn some good values, good principles. That's what we're trying to infuse into the children, right? So when they grow up, they will know right and wrong. Yeah. Right. So what's the balance like? I mean, how 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 often should they be training? Should they be training before school and then after that go to school and then after train again? Because that's what I did when I trained for tennis, mm. right? So I did before school, go to class and then train again. Wow. But my mind wasn't on school. <laughs> my mind was on tennis. I wanted to be on the tennis court. <laughs> right. It's it's gonna be the same thing here, right? Yeah. So how where's that balance? How do you find it? I think Segal would take that question so because I, I was more in football, no school. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the balance will always be a state of imbalance because there's always different kid will need different amount of time in each of these, you know, sports, right? But there's one thing I definitely have to say: the priority of a child while you're growing up is your studies. Mm. That is your priority. Um, there is no ifs. There's no ifs and buts about it. But What happened when you have a child that shows interest in a sport? You tend to expose him to a little bit more training. You mm. tend to expose him to a you know routine. So, I would say, find your balance in that. You decide how much time your child needs to be studying. How good is 
him or her is you know in terms of their you know schooling do they have enough time to do their homework and all of that and based on that you then decide training tuition and all of that with regards to the sports so it's hard to say it's a one size fit all but know your child well enough to say how much time does my child need for you know studying and now how much time do i need to dedicate to this sport called gaming you know e- right e- e-sports right again it's uh, about parents getting more involved yes. yes parents are key to any child's success parents are key yeah yeah so i suppose immerse yourself in your child's life absolutely right 100% no parents no kids no kids no parents <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you mentioned this slightly earlier like most of everything practice makes perfect so how can we encourage our child to improve their skills when they might only be thinking about i want to play what's all this about strategy stuff because you mentioned that there's a lot more stuff than just going in all guns blazing in in a way and then you say after 3 hours or what however amount of time you have to stop mm-hmm. but they obviously want to continue because they're like ah oh, no i just want to play how do you how do you do that how do you manage that because <laughs> you want practice to my father had taken the rotan <laughs> <laughs> these days you don't use the rotan uh i would say that uh if the parents are involved with their everyday activities with their kids then there's always ways to motivate them and inspire them and if you actually spend some time with the kids watching streamers right professional gamers game then you can have a conversation with your child and say hey, what is he doing that you are not doing are you watching this and are you learning something or are you just watching this and wasting the electricity bill mm. so what are you doing so then you have a conversation with your child then you can say like how we watch uh, for example mohammad salah play yeah or sadio mane Oh, you know, how does Liverpool lift the cup? Yeah. Yeah. So, you had to bring up the Liverpool stuff. Yeah. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> come on. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> okay. Okay, but but you see, uh you look at the life of of uh professional players and you will tell your child if he's keen in playing football, you see. He goes to school in the morning, he comes back, he trains, he does his homework, then he trains again in the evening. So you use examples of uh really good professional players with good values as examples to motivate and inspire the child. So if you want to earn millions of dollars like them, then you have to be a little bit more structured, a little bit more disciplined in how you run your life. So it is a it is like hand to a glove and parents and child, you know, relationship. But how many kids can do that? be focused that way i think we are finding there are more and more kids that are able to do that so we are finding parents actually starting to encourage kids to find that balance to say okay if you want to game what are you willing to do before you start gaming what are you willing to do after you game so we were speaking to a parent parent the other day and he said okay can you tell me what type of conversations are you having with your friends on you know o- online because this was during mco right right and and having that conversation with the kid and saying okay so if you're talking about all of this with your friends when are you going to spend time talking with us now you know well family wow. so they said okay dinner time there is no phones involved there's nothing else involved except food and let's talk right so it's it's finding those moments when you can relate to your kid and just making it part of your natural life there will be a tipping point when you'll find your kid is becoming an athlete in this 
then naturally they will be spending more time in the sport itself right so you 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 will find that you are ten, you, you know that you are spending more you know money with your kid in terms of getting them the right gear getting them the right trainers getting them the right coach i think there's something else that i'd like to add is can we find our kids good mentors and coaches out mm. there it could even be a family member it could be a friend from your work circle i think that is the element that is key as well so i'm not always hearing my parents voice speaking to me because we think we are giving them advice as parents they will think that it's just nagging they are yeah. <laughs> nagging or corrected right so how can we add another element coming into it it could even be a grandparent may never know right uh, cuz i think skills in life skills in gaming there's a lot of times when it actually merges the trouble starts is when we just try to separate our kids lives or even our own lives into yeah, this is only entertainment this is only gaming this is you know family how how can we start to merge this and just call it life uh, now speaking of life um what is the lifespan of a gamer i mean If you, if you look at sports is it similar to other athletes in sports it depends on how much your body can cope and at a certain point once you hit your mid 30s you're starting to slow down mm. so how early should you start and at what point should there be some plan for retirement <laughs> wow i think that's where the industry is still trying to figure itself out mm. you you are finding people as early as teens you know becoming really successful making money winning you know competitions and then you have the late 20s you have the early you have the early you know 30s that still at the helm of their you know right. career yeah, but yeah. i i think as with most sports you will tend to find other roles within the value chain when from a sports person you would become a champion you become a spokesperson at some point right but now the industry is starting to see that you're starting to see the first few generations nice. now starting to become the spokesperson starting to own companies that create events start starting to run you know tournaments for gamers and right. things like that um yeah but that's a very interesting question i think in the next 5 to 10 years <laughs> we'll start to see that but i think we would can safely say that like any other sport you should start as young as possible right so any time between 8 to 10 years old will work uh and you can play as long as you are as sharp and as fast as your competitor so if you are 35 and if you are still fast and your mind works as fast as your opponent you, you can still it. game roger miller played at 49 in a world cup yeah, okay yeah yeah so what stops any child from playing to whatever age he can or she can and and still win yeah so there's no there's no limits or boundaries right so it's all in your mind right yeah is there a a story of a particular successful gamer in malaysia who who started out very very young who who is that what's what's his story or her story so there there's actually a lot of players right so there 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 are few that actually are very successful uh they started off maybe about 5 6 years ago and they were playing dota they probably earned uh, among the top 3 malaysian players they probably have about 6 million dollars in their bank what yeah i should <laughs> <laughs> can i get into this okay <laughs> Yeah so among the top 3 Malaysian players uh, um, between all three of them they have about 6 or 7 million ringgit winnings they play for for professional clubs in Europe and in China and uh, so what 
actually we we try to do differently from other boot camp besides just you got a game and then when you game and then you play and then you win and then when you can't play anymore you have nothing else to do so that is already happening to some of our athletes in different sports right so what we want to do is we're going to tell you when you come for our boot camps so you are a good gamer uh, this is where you can improve you are a average gamer but you have a s- extra skill in streaming you have an extra skill in design and works you can build merchandise right line. uh you can become a caster because he's like jd right right yeah <laughs> you can speak on the mic you can talk you can you know create and entertain people and you're going to get paid a lot of money doing this stuff right. so it's like a football club it's a whole ecosystem you can be a trainer you can be a talent scout you can be a team manager you can do merchandise you can do events you can do marketing you can do pr you can be a physio you can be a dietitian you can be the guy that sets up the tech for a player so before a professional player comes he's got someone that sets up the tech for him right so there is there's so many variables so many career opportunities so it is a whole whole new world right really literally stories about a kid You want to is there yeah. is there one, like how high up are Malaysians when it comes to a global stage where do we stand and is there one that actually got up to to the global stage uh so we we have uh, uh quite a number of local teams who does very well regionally but there are local players that play for international teams they have been scouted for they have been picked to play and represent teams. There was one one kid that that helped a uh, team in Europe win a Dota. The prize money was 24 million US dollars. Jeez. Really? 24 million US dollars. So so how how young did he start this? I when he won he was 22. And he must have been playing for years even before yeah, that. Yeah, I think he was playing playing since he was uh 12 or 14 years old. And he eight years later he he became world champion. So there's another guy, Fares Zakaria. Uh, he's a local guy. So he plays for a local uh, esports team, but he makes bulk of his money streaming on Facebook and YouTube. When you say streaming, mm. that means it's just playing and then explaining what you're doing. You're just playing, and uh, people are just watching you play. Right. Yeah, people are just sitting and watching you play. So you become a streamer, right? And sometimes you can share ideas, share strategies, and you build a community around your streaming uh, viewers, right? So what he also does is, uh, like on his Instagram, he's got like close to nine hundred thousand followers. Wow! Yeah, he's a like a teenager man. He's a young kid. And he has another Instagram profile that where he designs and sells his own line of merchandising. That has got hundred k followers. Malaysian kid. Malaysian kid. Faris. His 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 uh, call sign is uh, Solos. So you see, there's a huge potential. Uh, there are a lot of talented young Malaysian kids. Who has potential? Where sometimes are suppressed because parents do not see the big picture. Mm. Yeah. So we want to try and explain this to parents as well as children, right? That that there, it is something they need to work together. We can't separate the parents away from the child or the child away from the parents. It's something that works as a team. Right. Actually, uh, tell us about what you guys do. Tell us about Cyber State and your efforts in inculcating esports 
not gaming, not mm. not just like playing it like just a game, mm. like actual esports in children. So you mentioned a little bit about some programs already. What what specifically do you guys do? Okay, so what Cycle State uh, is passionate about is uh, the livelihood of children. Okay, so the Malaysian government is actually putting in a lot of effort and money into esports, and there's a huge gap at the grassroots level. So we are stepping in to fill that gap at grassroots. So we have coaches and uh, and we have signed an exclusive uh, partnership with ESL Gaming, if not the best globally, one of the best, right? Uh, and they are going to certify our boot camps. So we have coaches that are going to teach you how to game, how to strategize, and how to work as a team or individually in the respective games you play in. We also have a soft skill coach. Who specializes in training kids, uh, adding values and principles into their lives, and teaching them how to build teams, teamworks, uh, being a leader, communication, and uh, we are the first boot camp, if I may say, that is an all-inclusive boot camp, right? So that means what it means is to parents out there is, it is a boot camp where it is catered and uh, crafted. And designed for boys and girls to be in the same boot camp. Oh, okay. Uh, we also uh, have their soft skill coach, who is an expert and specializes in helping to train and build and communicate with kids with different kind of challenges. So, I think special needs kids. Ah, yeah. uh, special need yes. kids or uh, different kind of challenges. Right. And, and Yeah. So in fact, we ran an event last year. We were part of an event last year where we had kids with autism come and join us as well. And one of the kids had not left their home in about a year. Yeah. And and you know, so just because his friends now are in this tournament, he actually came out to play, and 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 he made it to the quarterfinals, Finals. I think. And he yeah. was only fourteen uh, years old. And uh, he was playing against the kids who were like eighteen and nineteen years old, so that was a huge achievement. Yeah. His parents were so proud and so happy. So, so we want to we want to actually say that any child out there, uh, regardless of your background, color, race, or creed, or, or or difficulties or challenges, we are here at Cycle State, willing to help any child build and build a career in esports. So, what should a parent look for in a child who would they think might have a gaming ability? It's a good question. I think first of all, how curious the kid is um, into this whole you know gaming part, and also the second thing is how are their hand-eye coordination? What type of training will they need for that? Because no kid. Is born an expert at anything, right? <laughs> they they are groomed into something. So I think f- instead of seeing at a point of finite skills, is to say what is the level of interest, and now see how we can develop these certain skills. Because our you know focus is not just at people who are good at what they do, but people who want to start getting into this industry as well. So I'm struggling to. To say that the skill level <laughs> needs to be at a certain point, but I'm, you know, saying is, do your kids want to develop their skills, and then we will work with them. Right. You see, we can't force them to do something they don't like or can't do. Like my father sent my brother and me for piano classes. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> I can't keep time. 
I can't play anything and I can't sing to save my life. So he wasted six months of fees sending me and saying, "No, you can play. You right. can play. You got to do this." No, so so my brother musically very talented. He he made it off uh, musically, but I said sorry, pa. I got to go to the football field. So. Parents need to sit down with the kids, spend some time, and try and recognize what their strengths or weaknesses are, and then. See, but you know, you see, he had to do that six months. Yes. In order for you yeah. and him to figure out that that <laughs> right, wasn't your yeah. thing. <laughs> If he yeah. didn't do that six months, yeah, uh, you just won't know, right? Yeah. So even in this, if one, if if a certain game doesn't work for your kid. Try another game. So that's that's the beauty of this. There's a variety of games out there as well that you can play yeah. in terms of this whole you know industry, from Dota to PUBG, you name it, right? Mobile um, Legends, FIFA, yeah, yeah. But don't push your kid into something just because yeah. you like it. Don't push him into it, right? Yeah, exactly. Now you've got a weekend boot camp coming up uh, in August. What will this boot camp do for our kids? Uh. It will actually uh, because it's a level one boot camp. So what we will do is uh, the first half of the boot camp is uh, we let the kids play the game. It's a PUBG mobile game, and then we the coach will sit down and identify what their strengths, their weaknesses are, and whether they are they are really good at what they're doing or where they need to improve. Uh, so it is like a exploring introduction kind of classes, and then after that we will go to the soft skill segment. Mm. That's where you know we uh, try to build the the essence of uh, principles in the child. We try to infuse that in them, and we help them to understand that uh, how do you communicate with your teammates, how do you lead a team, how does teamwork, you know, stuff like that. So, if you want to introduce your kid to something like this, mm. this is the best bootcamp to go yeah. to. This would be not only the best one of its kind. Where where the syllabus and uh, the structure in our boot camps are completely different from what the market has to offer, and the best part is after you finish five levels, the kids going to get ESL certified, and that will make.